Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. And I'm going to say this, but I think the movies are back. <laughs> I'm giving this that the movies you know, are back. We've given it some time. Yeah. We didn't want to jump the gun no. on saying movies are back, but mm. you're telling me now. We've been patient. Yeah, yeah. We've been waiting for this, and I think it's finally safe to say the movies are back. Well, that's good to hear. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. This is a movie podcast. I love movies. <laughs> and. I loved I would Black hope so. Phone, man. Yeah. I loved Black Phone. Yeah. This is one of my favorite thrillers. Uh, one of my, I guess you can call it a horror movie. I uh, could. It was intense, man. I love this movie. Yeah. This, this is a scary, intense, good theater experience. This is a recent one. was in the theaters, now on the Peacock, where Peacock. I saw it. There you go. Today, this Check morning. Check it out on the worst streaming app. <laughs> we love it. I only had to restart my computer twice to <laughs> yeah. get it to play. Dare I move to another window <laughs> and have to reset the Peacock browser? Love it. Yeah. But uh, made it through. It's worth it, man. And it was worth it. Yeah, I know. This was a fun one. Very yeah. cool uh, child abduction. Uh, yeah, it's a romp. real fun, cool, <laughs> hip uh, child abduction serial yeah. killer movie. It's a pretty dark, pretty grim movie <laughs> about a kid trapped in a basement who uh, has a black phone that he can hear the dead. And through. he gets ghost tips. And uh, yeah, to he, escape a pederast. It's pretty. <laughs> That's how they pitch it. Pretty fun at story. Con. Yeah. And uh, no, now so maybe it's because I'm a grown man and have no young children of my own. But is there as much focus these days on Spra- Stranger Danger as there was when you and I were kids? Because uh, this was 24-7 yeah, when in, I was a kid. In the 80s, Stranger Danger was a huge thing. Yeah. And uh, Every episode, probably because, as this movie shows you, kids were just getting kidnapped off the street. Kids were getting scooped. Left and right You can in just the 70s. pull up in front of a kid and scoop them. Unbe- like nothing. <laughs> like nothing. Literally, go to the, he goes to the grocery store. Boom. Scoops a kid. <laughs> and they told us that. They all yeah. warned us that, was that the would happen. That the horror story. I heard that. Watch out for vans. For watch years. out for creepy people trying to get you near them. Yeah. And yeah. Who? Because they didn't even have to hide it in the 70s. Man. A guy in a black van could just roam around slowly being creepy as hell in a top hat. Being an ad executive for the van <laughs> lobby in the 80s. Oh, man. The, that must have been tough. What the child molesters did to the van industry for my whole life. Yeah. Just the look of a van. <laughs> straightens my spine just from walking home from school and hearing these horror stories. It's like we were living in dairy <laughs> for, <laughs> for the bulk of the 80s. Every we episode of it. every TV show I watched had like a, chi- a Stranger Danger episode Definitely. and also not getting locked in a refrigerator. That was the other big one. Yeah. Jesus. When are we going to get that? The Black Refrigerator, I think, is the right? sequel. The refri- he actually thought he was going to at one point in the movie. Spoiler alert. No. Uh, this will be a spoiler episode. For, this will be for filled this with spoilers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was a fun, uh, surprisingly violent uh, Really violent. Kid-on-kid really vi- violent uh, Surprisingly movie. viscerally violent. Yeah. I, was, I don't know if I was my experience. Yeah, I don't know if I was ever scared, but I was definitely tense and on the edge of my seat. But this movie's kind of hard to classify. Yeah, it got billed in the trailers and and you know, ad advertised as a horror movie. 
but it's not totally a scary kind of horror movie. It's definitely, you know, got scary masks and children getting kidnapped. It's got a creepy performance by Ethan Hawke. It's got some dead kid makeup going on. It's got ghost kids. It's got ghost kids. So yeah. I think I think we can call it a horror. It's a supernatural situation. It's a ghost story, but not like scary ghosts. They're yeah. helpful ghosts. And uh, But like the first 20 minutes of this movie before the kid gets kidnapped, it's so violent and scary just yes. living day to day that I, by the time he's trapped in a basement, I'm like, he's getting a little break. Before this movie, I didn't know about the violent suburbs of North Denver Man, in the late 70s. North rough. Denver was tough town. <laughs> kids did not fuck around. <laughs> Let me say, I love these kids. I love all the kids. Yeah, the well, movie. you didn't have to run from them. The, yeah, <laughs> the casting of the kids, the look of this movie. For a movie set in 1978, North Denver, a mining town, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Looked like Allentown on a smoggy day for much of this movie. Seriously. I loved how it looked, though. Shot on film. Hmm. Couldn't tell. Plus, there were a lot of scenes that looked like they were supposed to be home movies. These dream sequences that looked like the Prince of Darkness. Yeah, those were kind of VHS tape dream sequences. But yeah, everything looked very authentic. The the casting, the hairstyling, mm-hmm. the clothing design, like this was great. They really captured an era, and I love when a movie can capture uh, and have that sense of place. Mm-hmm. Really helps put me in something, no matter the era. If you make it, I was just as susceptible to the era the Northmen recreated. Sure. Or the Green Knight. You know, it was felt so authentic and so like lit and dressed for the time. I'm just there. I'm a mm-hmm. sucker for a good set design, right? And this movie just felt very authentic. And I love these kids, and that's important because at its heart, this movie is about the kids. Definitely. And that's why I love it. Being a kid, the the challenges that these kids face. Yeah. yeah. The day-to-day challenges, challenges and just being a kid who every walk home from school could get your face spray canned <laughs> by the fucking magician then throw it in a basement for the rest of your short life. Yeah, but before that's even a possibility, every walk home is basically you could be going through the gauntlet. Yeah, just running from bull Man, see, there's so we, many kids. We see like four or five serious fights in this movie between kids, and uh, they go too far. The kids yeah. go too far. What was the worst fight you saw growing up at this oh, age? Because these kids are nothing 10 like to this. 13, right? Yeah, you'd see a couple guys start swinging a little bit, and then yeah. they kind of wrestle each other down to the ground. Usually it's, yeah, it's a wrestling, there's headlock. Yeah. There's rarely teeth or blood. Eventually an adult is any fights somewhere around that they notice the large group of kids yelling fight. It goes you know? to It pretty quickly goes to tussling on the dirt with like a pulled shirt collar. Yeah. Pretty quickly. And then broken up. So these kids are fucking taking home teeth like they're making a necklace. <laughs> we see this little guy beat the snot out of this big guy. Love Robbie. And then he goes full, like, crusty Ronnie. against the crusty Ronnie. burglar, you know. Like, dude. He goes too far. He just he pounds this far. kid in the he meat. Take, he punches this kid in the teeth like seven or eight times and then makes a joke about it later. later while he's rinsing the blood off the blood his off. shredded knuckles. Yeah. These kids are bruisers, man. And our, our main kid, Finn, he's on the run from this trio of absolute dorks. dorks. How are those kids are bullies? These kids? Strength is, in numbers, dude. How is stringy, stringy red-headed numbers. kid a bully? 
Hey man. Oh my god. Look at these look at these school shooters. Every <laughs> yeah. one of them a dweeb. Right? You get three dweebs together. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Suddenly you got a half court basketball team. But those kids end up kicking him oh, like it's man. a Sopranos episode. That one kid with the half stash with his sweatshirt tucked into his jeans. But that's why I said those kids look like authentic 80s dimbled scumbags. Yeah. That hair, oh the sweat bangs and hesher cut on the the kid with the sheepskin jacket. I love these kids. Look, I love Robin with his cuffed sleeves. Yeah, washing the blood off. The Robin sink was cool. Like he's Norris. Yeah, he he gave me kind of like a uh, yeah. His dad's in Vietnam, and uh, yeah, he's the tough little guy. Well, so these kids are so I don't know, man. They're cartoony, but at the same time, they all got they all got heart. They all got backgrounds. Mm-hmm. They they all feel authentic to me, especially the relationship between Finn and Gwen brother and sister yeah yeah this his little psychic sister yeah yeah i liked her a lot she is great i'm not familiar with her i wasn't familiar with most of these people outside of uh although i will say it's so i guess the word's jarring to see jeremy davies playing a troubled anorexic (laughs) man with incredible hair that also has extreme woman issues yeah. It's wild to see him. But it's like, man, he's doing it. He's inhabiting this character. It's really powerful. Yeah, the tormented, quiet, and then uh, drunken father. <laughs> perfectly captured by Jeremy Davies. Jeremy Davies just... Once Dylan Baker locked down the most dangerous child abuser on the cul-de-sac mm-hmm. roles, Jeremy Davies is like, I gotta go. The abusive, drunk, anorexic father whose wife left him with the kids. Somehow. You know, he's getting older now. You know, he's no longer that young, Saving Private Ryan, uh, cowardly soldier kid. All that changed is the older he got, the less it became about, like, his sex issues. <laughs> <laughs> like, the older he got, the more it became that he was upset about his wife leaving him. And in his, like, 20s and 30s, it was more, I'm upset because, like, I got caught do- thinking this weird sex thing about my mom. <laughs> that was, like, eight of his roles. <laughs> Jerry Davies wanted to have sex with his mom oh, for like the bulk of the 90s and 2000s. Him. I love this dude. <laughs> yeah, he's a guy, every time you see him, you're like, yes, all right. Everybody who, gonna be okay. who didn't even know who he was, whether it was like secretary or something, they, you know, then they loved him in, in Justified. So mm. like, this guy is a great perv. He's a great weirdo. He's a great punk. He's perfect. Mm-hmm. Don't change. He's like, he kind of looks like Father John Misty. Yeah. Yeah. His hair is pretty wild in this. His hair, his he looks like a full mountain man. Insane. Yeah. Great beard, too. And man, he, my man's weighing in at like 130. <laughs> <laughs> With those great cowboy shirt plaid shirts that he wears so... Oh, I adore this guy. So he's a super abusive man. Yeah, I, I mean, movie. it's hard to like him when he's slapping uh, the shit out of his daughter with the belt. But Where uh, this movie really... You know, we talked about Devonsville Terror recently. And you know, when a certain scene happens in a movie, we go, okay, we got something going here. We got some. this is something different, right? This first real scene, we get these simmering, clear abusive dad notes. Mm-hmm. He's, he's growling at his son for chewing too loud. And they're just constantly walking on eggshells around this guy, right? Right, yeah, yeah. But once it cuts to... A scene pretty much opens with him belt whipping Gwen. That is one of the most real interplays between an abusive father. She is so good. Yeah. In this scene, the way, the way a kid seems too real. 
Like, yeah. Like she, yeah. Like she had to watch some video of a kid actually getting belted. To Man. Because like, it did feel. And, and I never got hit with a belt, but there was always the threat. I got the, I got the it spoon. It was always man. there. Yeah, my the mom. Spoon. My mom chased me with a wooden spoon. A I couple got the times. spoon. No belt. Dad wanted spoon to, hand. Yeah. No. Uh, no belt. Dad but. just wanted to let me know the belt is there. <laughs> yeah. The belt and the threat of military school was where my uh, bad cop bad cop oh, went. But this scene, man, she—it's the uncontrolled sobbing through like clenched. Uh, like can't control your breathing, so your volume's just surging up and down that mm-hmm. you get when you're a kid. God, it was intense. It was like you said, too real. This girl, when he's uh, this is when we reveal that she's been having dreams of all these kidnapped kids because kids are disappearing like crazy in this town. Yeah, I mean, where are the parents? The kids most are sus- beating the shit out of each other. Kids are getting plucked off the street like big kids too. By the way, these are like kids who. The first kid who goes, we establish as a pretty good like baseball player, like popular it. kid, Bruce, the Asian kid. Really had that feel of the uh, the same start like, of the Doctor Sleep scene. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it did. Yeah, definitely that whole yeah. opening baseball. Getting scene introduced to Bruce and later getting a nice home movie tribute to Bruce. Yeah, you know I'm a sap for these movies <laughs> that they kept doing this. Like, here's what this kid looked like in life. I I'm a sucker for that kind of thing when you establish the humanity of mm. of a victim. You know, the same way this movie didn't do it as well as Blood Games humanized its victims. But for such a movie that could have been trash, Blood Games gave them their victims such a yeah, <laughs> such a glowing memory, right? That this didn't they didn't want this to happen. And so I kind of like that attempt at this tender touch and that the movie never throughout its whole what, 100 minutes it's a yeah. nicely paced movie. Uh, it never becomes Ethan Hawke's story. Mm. Ethan Hawke is great in this movie, but thank God this movie did not get into the mind of this yeah. ch- kid killer, right? I'm so sick to death of profiling the criminal mind, <laughs> right? And so I like that they just let this guy do weird things and wear weird masks for weird weirdo. reasons with no reason given. No yeah, backstory, yeah. no motive, no reason why he is the way he is. We don't learn anything about this guy other than he's the most obvious suspect for a child <laughs> killing in the North Denver neighborhood. That's what I mean. Nobody's nobody's around thinking like, man, that guy with the black van that doesn't do anything but goes in and out of both of his houses across the street from each other. <laughs> in his capes. Yeah. <laughs> in his stovepipe hat and cape. Have you seen the masks he leaves on the dashboard of that van? Like, yeah. No, he's not hiding it. <laughs> so he is a great horror villain. And we see our first, that shot of him before he kidnaps Robin. And the scene with Robin standing up for Finn, establishing that while Finn might have bullies, he's also got the toughest kid in school watching mm-hmm. his back. Always love those friendships. Maybe Finn does uh, Robin's homework occasionally, exactly. but they actually also like each other. Yeah, yeah. They also hang out and play video games. Later, that becomes hanging with your dealer. It's the same <laughs> kind of vibe. <laughs> like we're cool, but we also serve a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. And but I love that. I love that they're giving it to those kids, and they're talking about these kids' fears, showing their home lives. You know, they're getting it from all sides. That's what I mean. Yeah, like Finn's life isn't some cakewalk that he's suddenly just 
thrust into this terrible situation. So, yeah, when he finally gets to spend some time in the basement, it's like, whew, take a a breath. (laughs) Take a breather, right? Because, yeah, like you said, the first 20, 25 minutes of the movie, it's either domestic abuse, it's little girl getting, you know, you're not like your mother. (laughs) You know, it's a lot of that. A lot of Jeremy Davies just like, oh, man, when the girl breaks his... That's beat a silence when the girl drops his vodka bottle at seven in the morning mm-hmm. when they're already in a full screaming fight. And there's that bit of silence while he just kind of sees it. You're just like, oh, boy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is going to blow up bad. But yeah, no. So it's intense. It's hitting me a lot. The second these fucking D-list bullies, the second Robin's kidnapped by the magician behind the Kroger. Yeah. They go right for the him. most suspicious man in town. <laughs> the bullies beat his ass like that afternoon, like the second the news is out. Yeah, these kids are vicious. The phone tree goes around, and these kids take their shot. <laughs> and that fight, Gwen busts a kid's ho- head open with a rock. Yeah, that kid was garden hosing blood. He definitely had a concussion. Yes. And then, yeah, they kick her in the face. They're kicking Finn in the ribs. Like these kids are breaking bones. Yeah. I couldn't. I was man, a little shocked. I've been hit, but these kids are taking shots, <laughs> man. I mean, these it was kids a full are... on Gandolfini I'm... beating. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. You get shots. Yeah, usually you see those fight scenes where a guy gets punched and like blood flings out. You're seeing that with 11 year olds. <laughs> yeah. Was he even in high school? Yeah. This seemed... <laughs> no, these kids seem junior like, high at, yeah, at most. Middle school, kind of. Yeah. Anyway. But. I love these kids, and I love that acting, and those those home scenes really pack a punch. When she goes and you know leans her head into her brother's shoulder mm-hmm. while they're watching, I don't know, Emergency or, <laughs> or The Tingler, yeah, something like that, and just them. But then the next day they're talking about you know Potsy and the fawns on the way to school, you know that kind of thing. It's just you move on. Your kids are resilient mm-hmm. at that age, and this movie is all about how resilient. I don't know. I just really love this one. I really love the approach this took. I love the temptations it avoided. I love how scary they made it without actually showing any of the abuse most of these kids suffered. Yeah, you never really see Ethan Hawke uh, attack or hurt the kid after he gets him in the basement. He's just, yeah, he he plays a very creepy, kind of almost a man-child feeling guy who then turns into, you know, bad dad. Right with the two masks, he's got he's got these masks that he wears, which I loved. Great masks. And there's like the neutral face, a smiling face, and then the frowning face mask. And so you don't want to see the frowning no, face mask. Well, like, so I'm not usually enough of a baby to get scared by like a scary mask, you know. Though I like a good horror mask, you know. Yeah, Give me yeah, a guy yeah. in a suit. But I loved all the different masks in this. the The way it was, you know, a top piece, bottom piece, and that was pretty much all the ads were. Maybe I'm crazy. The last couple of years have kind of warped my my memory and sense of time. Feels like I've been seeing the black phone poster for like three years. Is this a movie that was supposed to be around pandemic or was got You know, probably. Yeah, it probably was one that's been delayed. It feels like I've been seeing this mask on a poster for a long time. And yeah, I'm sure I, it is. Actually. I loved him. The, the combination of the half-smiling, frowning, or mouthless ones, it really gave it that that Lon Chaney Sr. kind of old horror movie one. It's, it wasn't a mm-hmm. dripping, grotesque mask. It was really just a devil horn with a smile or a frown. 
Yeah, masks don't have to be too elaborate to be creative, right? Michael Myers is a very not uh-huh. elaborate mask. I'm not even saying so, but the yeah, I like this the 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 scariness of the frowning face versus I'm not the a, smiling face. I'm not a good judge. Well. I think of <laughs> I couldn't say a de- a definition of what makes a scary movie mask a scary movie mask. It's always just a, I know it when I see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I know which ones are the good Mike Myers ones and which ones he got a bad one. Which I'm, one he, he stole like an ugly one. I swear to God, I, I, uh, I'm i trying to look it up right now. I saw Tom Savini's name attached no, Savini to the mask. No, Savini was one of the guys making. that did the mask. Yeah. 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 He, uh, so that's probably why it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course. Guy knows but, what he's doing. So I saw there was an extra feature on Peacock where it's like, the secret behind the masks. Ooh, I should watch it's that. It's like a five-minute feature, and it's all the most brain-dead stuff. Because it's all like, you see, we wanted to say like when the mask is smiling that it's being more inviting. But when it's frowning, you don't want that. And it's like, oh, is that what the mask is <laughs> <Is that> saying? <laughs> You don't say, huh? Oh, I see. Oh, I see. The fr- the smile on the fucking giant clown devil mask is like, hmm, maybe this guy wants to hang, play Xbox. Right. And then it's like, oh, no, the rapes. <laughs> the abuse. That's what the frown means. Yeah, we never cool see that inc- part of it. Cool, cool look behind the mask, Savini. <laughs> really let me be inside the character. And <laughs> well, what else is he going to say? You know? know, It's like, yeah, I came up with this because uh, they've been doing this since the dawn of time. <laughs> since it's since, how horror since movies Since Greeks uh, took to the stage and had smiling and frowning masks. Yeah. But I like a good f- kind of dumb, freakish smile mask. Oh, At yeah. 60s. You know, it showed the Tingler. I think of that movie... Uh, Mr. Sardonicus. Oh, sure. Big freaky face. That's makeup, a face. you know. So I like it. I liked the mask in this. It was simple, but really effective, and is constantly changing combinations. And again, I loved the decision to not show, glorify in any way, showing him killing any of these kids, describing the abuse, but really not even describing it in detail, really letting yourself fill in the blanks what's been happening to mm-hmm. these kids. So what, Finn gets abducted 20, 25 minutes in, right? When we finally can rest? Yeah. Now that he's just locked up in a basement, we can finally breathe a little easier? Except <laughs> from, for the, that, from the pacing of this movie? Except for that damn black phone. Oh, yeah, the titular black phone. Yeah, then we get we get our phone in the basement. So is this based on a true story? <laughs> <laughs> People have been asking <laughs> on the Google. No. Is this real? Uh, Did a child escape a uh, the worst <laughs> sexual predator in Colorado with a with the help of ghosts? So this is where it becomes like the devil's backbone, with sure. the, with the murdered children helping avenge their their fates. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, this and is I, a, it's and a Joe I like Hill. That. You know, it's a Joe Hill story. Sure, uh, son of Stephen King. Son of Stephen King. Yeah, which I don't think I knew until a few years ago. I think you told me. Yeah. I knew who I'm Joe Hill was Joe Hill and knew stuff, stuff Joe Hill did, but had somehow never seen a picture of Joe Hill <laughs> to know that he just looks like Stephen King in the 80s. Well, we did we did talk about him a little bit in the uh, Creep Show episode. Sure. He plays the little boy in the beginning. Oh, that's true. Sure. But yeah, his stuff is all, you know, Nosferatu, the license plate uh, Dracula I like, I watched show. that series. I liked it. So, it's, yeah. it's good. I this, like Joe Hill's stuff. I think he's written some really good short stories. Yeah. And I love that he's doing that because I love Stephen King's short stories. And sometimes Joe Hill's ones have gotten me. I gave you that graphic novel. 
mm-hmm. that he did. Yeah, that was good. Very, I, I read that, yeah. Very cool guy. So I was really excited when I saw this was based on Joe Hill. However, I have not read that uh, that short story not collection either, of yeah. his. So I didn't know what this was or what direction it was going, but I really liked the angle of... Uh, I'm not a big supernatural guy. I can't get too mm. invested. So I kind of liked these ghosts working with uh, a future victim. I liked the angle it took, and I loved the execution of it, and how it used its gore to see the aftermath of these children without ever showing what happened to them. I don't know. It's a good way to keep the story about the victims and constantly be thinking about avenging. Yeah. Just constantly be rooting for this breakout to happen. It becomes a great escape story. And a good one. It almost, uh, yeah, at one point it felt like it was playing out like a video game. Like you keep getting clues and then you have to. Dude. Because they each, so there's like five kids that call him and they each give him basically a task or an assignment <laughs> yes. or a clue it's to help him get out. such a point and click adventure. And uh, I do, I, I love that the, the kids don't know their names when they call him. Like they're in the afterlife that they don't remember who they are. But he knows all the kids' names. Yeah. So he's like, oh, you're Bruce. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then one kid eventually goes, he goes, you're Griffin, right? Probably. <laughs> yeah. I love the... Goes, di- if you say so. So all these different kids... <laughs> this one kid was pretty nonchalant about not remembering who he was in life. I loved this approach to humanizing these kids that they're all having a different approach to the afterlife. Yeah. One of them's really scared, like, no, don't even talk about that. Don't say it. You know, and, the, and Bruce is more confused. He's just doing his... His baseball lingo, yeah, his hot baseball lingo that he's the only thing he remembers, and uh, and then you get the heavy metal kid too, oh, who's man. like pissed as hell. Yeah, he's that kid's not real angry, constant threats. Another just one kicking when they back show him, against the afterlife. They show him fighting in a psychic Jeez. vision, and he slams a kid head against the floor. He's what are bashing you doing? a kid in the middle of a Seven Eleven. He just got slamming the kids. Yeah, he got taken out of but, there in cuffs. But I don't know how much of that's real. That's a Gwen. Uh, Psychic vision. Yeah, that's but. one of Gwen's Prince of Darkness dreams. But yeah, yeah, every kid like calls up and is like, all right, I, I started digging a hole in the hallway. You can do that. And the other kid's like, I was digging a wire out of the wall. And then you know the other oh, kid's like, it's I'm a, getting through the freezer on the other side of the wall. You're totally building this device by gaining every learned bit of knowledge from the ghost that total, existed like, prior game. to your... Yeah, it's such yeah. A, a an indie game. And every... Uh, new skill the ghosts help you learn help you level up to do one more thing to stop the grabber yeah oh my god it was very video game especially when all the powers that you learned from ghosts built up to like a very signs ending where yeah. each ghost secret you learn played into effect oh, it, in order it that you learned became them. a mousetrap right yes yeah. yeah definitely in the order that you learned the ghost secrets and some of the ghosts were a little flashier about how they appeared to you. Some of them were yeah. like doing kind of like double gainer backflips in the air, and the other ones were kind of doing like a sneak up on you. Yeah, eventually, yeah, he starts seeing them in the room with him, which, yeah, some of those were pretty cool. I love that. So Finn is our, our main guy. Finn's the one that yeah. all his friends are disappearing. Uh, they even kind of, movie kind of starts taking the lengths to humanize Jeremy Davies' pain, too, at mm-hmm. one point when he's really getting scared about the child abductions and tells his friend that, you know, that Robin got kidnapped and that's affecting all of these people. Right. So Finn, once he gets kidnapped, I love that we established that he's the guy where the plan didn't totally come together. Finn had his little sharpened rocket Mm -hmm. in his pocket, slashed up Hawks. This is the first time where something went slightly wrong. 
And that's bad for all these kind of serial killers and all these movies. The first time, the plan doesn't go as planned. And so I love that Finn's fighting from the beginning. That's the whole theme. Robin telling him, you're going to have to stick up for yourself one yeah. day. Like, I'm not always going to be around to protect you. So he already took that one three-on-one beating, which the one kid forgot math after getting brained <laughs> by a rock. And so now it's him fighting against... I don't know what they did to Ethan Hawke in this movie, but he, when he appeared at the magician, he looked like normal, lithe, kind of skinny Ethan Hawke. And suddenly, when he's abusive, he's this beefy looking yeah. guy. Any shot of him in his kitchen, he looked like this swollen, yeah, beefed up Mickey Rourke. That was Ethan Hawke for me. That was the scariest moment in the movie is when Finn uh, Ethan Hawke brings him some food, playing nice, leaves the door ajar. And then Finn gets the call on the black phone. Don't go up because he's going to beat you up. You know, up yeah, there. this is where it starts. And he then wants you to go up. The yeah, the pan up the stairs to see Ethan Hawke sitting shirtless with this frowny mask on and the belt, just waiting. Just wearing like shirtless pair of tight brown corduroys. That's that was scary. Frowny mask. I was scared. Yeah, yeah. That was like, oh no, this is bad. The horror around him sitting still in a chair in the kitchen. Was yeah. played up so well in two scenes. That scene was scary. That cut to him with his belt off in hand, just waiting for, and him getting the advice. So I love how you hear the progression of all the other kids. Like they all played their own Prince of Persia game. Yeah, it's like no, you had to hop twice after that exactly. one pit. He it, catches you if you go up the stairs, so you exactly. don't do it. <laughs> You're all getting the tips uh, telephoned down the line to you from previous gamers. That got strangled and murdered for their uh, <laughs> failings. But once we get to Finn's abduction and him, first off, I don't know. I'm not saying I was a smart kid. But I think I was hyped up enough on vans and the number of windows in vans. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's... Ruined private van ownership. Stranger danger worked. Yeah. Because Finn walks right up to this weirdo... Yeah, spilling uh, eggs. And Who's doing a real like? Hoo, 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 yeah. Like, and then he's just like, "Hey, those black uh, balloons in the window," and he gets. Yeah, it doesn't make it hard. Yeah, for the grabber to get them. You know, I mean, I'd like and to if think you're that... in town where ninety of your friends have gotten grabbed by a guy called the grabber. Mm-hmm. Maybe when the weirdo guy, I know, with the black balloons in his van, he's is more trying scared. to get you to touch him. This grabber, like I said, if if he's shocked, this is I think just the movie does a pretty good job of showing the level of policing in the early 80s. I think this is probably before DNA evidence was in play in 1978, oh, yeah. right? This They got nothing. It was so easy. These cops got nothing, and this guy is making it more obvious. That's why I love all it takes is him getting cut on the arm. He's just like, all right, things are going to shit. This isn't right. And the cops are like questioning a 12-year-old girl about what <laughs> about she knows dreams. about the killings that she ha- saw in her dreams. Yeah, There's been five kids bodied you're like, well, this one girl's been having some pretty scary dreams Let's lately. Go back over to the eight-year-old's house and uh, see if she had a dream last night. But I, any time a cop character gets to say, we didn't make that information public, <laughs> how'd you know it? I'm like, yeah, hell Definitely. yeah, shoot that, shoot that into these veins. I love that. <laughs> and so the one, it did immediately lose some goodwill when the girl calls the cops a fart knocker. Man, a little mouth on her. I hate that. I don't even I don't even know if I understand that insult. <laughs> I just know that I don't like it. 
What are we, Beavis and Butthead? Where'd this insult come from? Where did it must that, have been around that for come from? quite a while. We don't use that. No. You, this little girl is... I don't yeah. care how many times she's been belt-whipped by That's her dad. I mean, she's not that to the cops. Kids kids were animals yeah. back in 19, the day. Yeah, these kids were tough. They were just beating on each other, swearing at adults. I was born a few years after this. I'm soft Ta- as hell. Taking on the, gra- the grabber. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... I'm, you know, right now today, if I was walking down my well-shaded street and there was a van perilously parked blocking the sidewalk and any combination of a man dressed as a mime or a clown, anybody doing a goofy little routine, (laughs) I don't have time for any of it. Yeah. I am. My plans have changed. I'm turning around. If I'm walking down third street, something on my you know downtown and a guy doing a little like unicycle pantomime next to a van is doing there i'm like fuck no cross the street let me ask you this are there black balloons in the van that you want to look at (laughs) hey those balloons in there well see now you really did this really did go pennywise in a lot of in a lot of ways like the black phone he gets the tips from the kids we you know in our time we got the tips from all the other kids who had died hunky brewster don't go in the vans don't go in fridges yeah yeah. You know, we, in our life, picked up those tips like a video game. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's what the black phone's all about. It's like, you learn a thing or two. Yeah. These kids were <laughs> slowly learning to uh, <laughs> that not ad- all adults could be trusted, right? They'll get it eventually. Something will make these kids stay inside. And, you know, so I like this. is about Finn's great escape and looking for every way out of this room and every... Really putting in work. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption is way out of there. Being yeah. put in that position when you're 12. Guys digging tunnels. <laughs> he is yeah. digging He's out digging through dirt. concrete. Using a toilet lid. Yeah. I don't even know how many times I lifted the toilet lid off the tank by the time <laughs> I was 12. I wasn't looking around in there. So for him now to always you know. be like, all right, what's the way to this? Yeah, I think I know how best to chip away through this two-foot concrete wall. It's getting desperate. He is like Barney in Mission Impossible. Just like, <laughs> yeah, Jim, we can dig into the back of this freezer unit. What is this kid doing? Well, how did the first kid find out that on the other side of the wall at this one spot? I mean, you know, you he heard the freezer. These other the kids did very. We didn't see every ounce of these kids' exploration. Yeah, we know one kid almost got out. We know, you know, we know they all made it through different parts of this house. Some of them could have snuck around more and looked for clues, layouts, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And they're passing around their ghost tips through the black phone. Oh, that's the phone. And <laughs> it was black. At least they got that right. Yeah. But beefy Ethan Hawk just sitting there with the belt, looking like some dungeon master. Totally. Crazy yeah, yeah. centaur man hiding out in the pit of the dungeon. That right? was upsetting. Upsetting's a good word for it. <laughs> and when it builds to the scene of how little they show, how little they describe about the game Naughty Boy. No kid. If you're a parent, no kid. You don't want your kid coming home and saying you played a game Naughty Boy <laughs> with anybody of any age. Doesn't yeah. matter if it was with a friend your same age, and it was ev- big red no flags. Immediate red flag when anybody's playing the game Naughty Boy. Just those two words put together, everybody immediately recognizes her. No, this is. Bad. <laughs> It's bad news, buddy. No. Finn, I mean, he says naughty boy. Finn sometimes feels like the video game player who, when it says yes, no, he's like, I want to see what it says when you say no. 
Yeah. There's sometimes where Finn's like, what do you mean, naughty boy? Tell me more about this game. It's like, you don't want to know. Oh, no, you don't want to know. All right, well, what are the rules? And not, it's like, Finn, just <laughs> come on. Listen to, the, listen to some of these ghosts, man. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just uh, these little head games that the grabber's playing, but also these bits of openness where it's just like, you know, things are going great. Things are going great. And then we get the introduction of James Ransone. <laughs> This I did yeah, not see man. coming. Didn't see James Ransone popping up an hour in. James Ransone as Max. I love I love Ziggy. So all of a sudden, yeah, the cops about- are going door to door, and they come across Max, who is a uh, he's on the case. He's doing his own investigation. He's all coked up. <laughs> he's, he's he's like the killer. These the kids were all taken in these parts. He's got the map up. And he's the got string. triangulated with safety pins and the full yarns and yeah. Polaroid experience. And then we see that, in fact... He's got lines out on the table. Oh, Max. This guy's coked up doing citizen policing. Got the full... Ma- this oh. is... The- I love the character. So I said it was like It. I loved him in It, too. Sure. <laughs> but this really feels uh, like Buffalo Like Buffalo Bill had just a roommate. In <laughs> 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 the basement was padlocked. Yeah. It's well, just it's like, just, oh, yeah, we don't go down there. It turns out Max is, yeah, Ethan Hawke's brother, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, the grabber's brother, who, who's come to stay with him in the midst of his killing spree. <laughs> and now he's got to keep it quiet because his brother might come home. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm just crashing with my serial killer brother for a while. But there's never any of these moments where Max is putting it together where he's just like, man, he's playing Goodnight Horses again? <laughs> like, that's blaring again? All right. Yeah, I'm crashing here. I guess I can't say anything. He this- told me never, ever, under any circumstances, open this one door, or he'd kill me. But uh, that, I know the man, grabber's out there somewhere. I appreciate the ha- the. He does also have a black van with black balloons <laughs> coming out of it all the time. Hiding in plain sight is the key to all these yeah, crimes, I, I guess. But yeah, the re- the the cool twist that you know, <laughs> the guy who's doing more police work than the police is living in the house where all the kids are by. It's great. That was great. This is this is great stuff. And then that leads to uh, to jump ahead just quickly. Is this is the second movie that we've talked about? I think with Ethan Hawke in it because the first was in a Valley of Violence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's also the second movie in which Ethan Hawke kills James Ransone in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as he did in in a Valley of Violence, <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly. Oh man! Poor Max at the end. Poor there. Max. But oh Max, I the brother. Him. What a guy! He was. He was. He was that little bit of levity you need in this movie because otherwise it is just dour, pretty much through and through. It's a tough movie, man. Yeah. There's very few wins. It's pretty triumphant there in the end. It builds this really well. I love the the racing connection with Gwen, knowing she's a way better shot at solving this than the cops. Yeah. I thought Gwen's uh, yeah psychic subplot really helped the movie. Big time. Like, in the time. Because, yeah, as I'm watching it, it was like, there's a, yeah, what are we going to do for an hour left of this movie? Yeah. And, yeah, her having these dreams and sw- cussing out Jesus. And, yeah, uh, her really having, she's trying to find religion the, in all of this. Yeah. Justify her dreams as, as if she's talking to God, coping with her visions, you know? And yeah, I think her story really brought huge strength to this yeah. story. Her race to save her brother. Not just the fact that Finn was in there fighting for his life. The fact that there's at least one person who's really fighting for his. You know, as well as the ghosts. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got one <laughs> person ghost. on this side of things who's really fighting for him. So he's obviously psychic too then. She's got these visions. He uh, he, and the grabber are the only ones who can hear the phone. I like that little tidbit. Yes. Like the other kids maybe couldn't even hear the phone. Can the grabber hear the phone? They said the grabber could hear the phone. And in the opening scene with uh, him and the grabber in the first basement scene, yeah. the grabber hears the phone. I thought he said the thing doesn't work. Hasn't worked for years or something. I don't know. Well, that's what he... Uh, oh, Maybe yeah. that's what he's just wanted to say. I don't know. I no don't ghosts know. ever call that phone, don't, so well, don't ever listen to it. Very it's insistent on him hanging up the phone, too. If very it doesn't clear. work, then why does he need to hang it up? But yeah, yeah. I thought it was just a good little tidbit there. Well, I like how the movie didn't really, even while explaining to you that you were learning new video game skills, a lot of things didn't really show their hand. Mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke, uh, like I said, we never hear his reasons. We never hear what's actually bothering him. <laughs> right. <laughs> what his actual and problems are. Yeah. And we, so we don't always know if in any given scene he's a certain level of panicked or if he's manipulating. Mm-hmm. And I like that he's able to walk that line with his acting. When, he, when things don't go quite right, we don't know if he's putting on a show or if he's actually panicking. You know, that's I, I, real similar to Buffalo Bill vibes, too. Mm-hmm. Where he goes off, you finally know it. But other times he's kind of mocking you by almost empathizing with you. He was really good at that line. Yeah. Yeah, his he just has a really creepy voice too in this in this movie. Just Very kind of a this high tittering voice that then turns into a. Urgh. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan Hawke is great. so good. He can do anything. He has done such a wide range of. I mean, man, his Paul Schrader movie, First Reform, mm. is incredible. And then to also turn around and get to be, yeah, I might do a Purge movie. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'm locked into the Before series. Sure, Boyhood, right? But then something like In a Valley of Violence. Mm-hmm. So good. I, I, there's hardly any Western I love more than that movie. And, man, he's doing what? Sinister? He does horror movies? He does any genre movie he wants. And his star is just staying the same. He uh, just a directed a documentary about oh, Paul right. Newman and Joanne Woodward. He's living the dream. That's on HBO. I, got, I, I really <laughs> want to watch that. But yeah, for a guy I never thought of as one of my favorite actors, there sure are a lot of Ethan Hawke movies at the top of any kind of list I would make now. I am just really appreciating what he's doing. Now that I hear, uh, man, now he can knock out playing a, a sex pest. <laughs> he's really he's <laughs> nailing all does, the acting milestones. I, I, yeah, they never made it clear if he does sex stuff to these kids. He just, I think he just beats the shit out of them and then kills them. You know the way know. the way I'm know. I'm so happy that we didn't get the kids describing the crimes that were done to him. But in no uncertain terms, do the, those kids sound like anything pleasant happened to them. These well, sound like bad deaths. We do see their their bodies are in the other house. Yeah, they're mutilated. They're yeah, guy. Cleverest trick a devil pulled, buying a house that looks really shady right across the street <laughs> from your house. Oh, I hide all my bodies in that empty house that is in my name. Yeah. You, you, you've brought up Buffalo Bill. They kind of do a Silence of the Lambs ending where they you do. think they're in the same house and they're in two different houses. Yep. I love it. That was good. I was already feeling was really all good. the different Silence of the Lambs. And then it's like, oh, okay, they're just, they're going for it. Yeah. And I'm down because Silence of the Lambs is huge profiler movie and this is more a psychic profiler Mm. Gwen the psychic having her prince of darkness dreams tracking down her brother all leading up to his heroic video game escape man 
I love he was, that. He was doing a little button mashing there at the end. Yeah, yeah, he was getting, he he was getting a little glitchy. He got the combo down. <laughs> he just land six straight hits doing the front back, front back A combo. Uh, he was even getting the, yeah, the kid was even the, the tutorial. Lift the phone, step back, step forward, step back, swing. Yeah. And he does that three or four times. That's like, you Practice know, that move, and then, yeah, he beats Bowser. When people are wondering, like, why you, why you always Zangief and stuff? In Street Fighter 2, it's like, boom, front, back, front, A. I'm giving you that spinning pile driver like three times max. All I got to catch you is those three times. Yeah. Fight's over. So, man, Finn knows. Once Robin teaches him the back, front, back, A move, just like, just <laughs> spam that, dude. Spam that move. Hit him with the telephone it receiver. It works like, like four eight. times in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then he ends up, yes, yeah, strangling him to death. Dude, strangling him, just snapping his neck. Yeah. Knees oh, yeah. into his spine, like hell. Over his shoulder, these man. Kids are, these kids. These 78 kids are Brutal. tough, man. Brutal. You know, these kids, there's some other uh, Finn in New York who's strangling maybe the Son of Sam killer in his <laughs> neighborhood, man. 1978 sucked. I missed it by a few guys years, animals, I guess. Though. That's man. what I just, yeah. And then, like, and then the end of the movie is just Finn goes back to school. Yeah. Like, after all that, <laughs> I don't know, man. A girl dropped just a... the next day, he's back at school. Like... Some, some girl in the hall dropped a roadhouse on him. <laughs> he's walking down the hall, the kid that killed the grabber, and some girl in a skirt goes, I thought he'd be bigger. <laughs> just Dalton's him. Yeah. Everyone's staring at him like, yeah, like, you're the kid that killed the grabber. Yeah, this kid. I think I'd take the rest. He's of coming the back to this, off. He's got he's got a notch on his belt now. He's killed a man. Imagine a dude coming back to school who killed. <laughs> the bullies a man. do not mess with him now. Yeah, yeah. He killed an adult man, <laughs> a grown adult man. He lived the with grabber. and then murdered the grabber. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, put it out. The reveal. His first escape was done real well. His uh, mm. the bulldog reveal was done really well. Kid killing the grabber was done well. I just loved all the notes this movie kept hitting. His triumphant return to school, though, was a great finish. Yeah, this movie's about the kids. There was not a single news story about the. Gra- it was literally, yeah, we learned. Uh, that's where all the kids are. <laughs> the kids are <laughs> they, right yeah. there. They just had to have that one moment where he's like, he had he owned both houses. That's why they was in two different houses. Turns just out he was in the living in two domiciles. You know. <laughs> That incredible masterpiece, uh, Prisoners, sure, from a decade yeah, yeah. ago. At least that guy owned the rental unit a few blocks away <laughs> from his house. Ethan Hawke just saying like, oh, yeah, I own actually that place too. <laughs> the literal closest place to me. Perfect view. Perfect view. Can then you hear... just got to carry the kids across the street real it's quick. It's so easy. You can yeah. back in. Yeah. You back across. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. About every five weeks, he uh, spends some time in that other house, but otherwise, he's never in there. But I don't know. He's bought a bunch of lye at the hardware. It shows him like buying like burying materials. Real strong burying kids <laughs> vibes. Just rope and lye and a shovel. <laughs> you know, like, you're in a town where a guy called the Grabber is killing people, and maybe when this guy every two months shows up and needs another shovel and more buy, lye like, and rope, buy like figure it out. A magazine and some milk, also yeah. you know, like cover it up get a little at, bit. Maybe get them at two different hardware stores. Yeah, six yeah, pack. You know, go spread it around a bit. Don't buy all your Sudafed from the same oh place. Like, but <laughs> it was easier in '78, mm-hmm. I guess. The cops were. Uh, we got a five kid minimum before we really start digging in on this. Before we call in a couple extra units. Yeah. Then we, we see the same two cops the whole movie. 
Put a gu- put another guy on it. Put a third man on the missing murdered kids. They put the two oldest, fattest cops in the force on the child killing. <laughs> Who the, the the two guys whose only lead is a psychic eight year old. <laughs> well, what do you got for me, Chief? Well, Chief, this one girl had a dream. <laughs> yeah. Does she take you guys seriously? No, she was mocking us immediately. She knows right out of the gate that she has us over a barrel. But Captain, we have nothing to gain. Captain, sometimes her dreams are real, so yeah, we got that going for us. I'm not my mother. <laughs> I love this. I thought it was great. I thought it, you know, I thought his arm was mint, <laughs> and I thought they got me. Yeah, I thought this hit all the right emotional notes. Again, the focus on this actually being about the kids. Nothing about this grabber. So of course, I cannot wait for the grabber sequels. Oh man, Rise the next of movie's the gonna be it's gonna be called Grabber Two. <laughs> <laughs> Guarantee it. Yeah. The Black Phone Two Grabber's Revenge. Beyond the Black Phone. Ooh. Grabber Two. Alright, I'm in. Alright. <laughs> I'm sold. If Ethan Hawk's in it, let's do it. I'm done. I mean, I already walked past the poster for Pearl. No matter what oh, I yeah. thought about X, I just walked past the, the post for Pearl last week. I'm going, oh, yep. Going to watch Pearl. I'm going to be there. Obviously going to see it <laughs> opening weekend. Poster's great. Pearl mm. poster's great. So, yeah, I can't wait for Beyond the Black Phone. So then we get it. What's the what's the next mask going to look like? We're going to get it. This is when we get the Grabber prequel. It's going to suck. But, the, yeah, the prequel. It's going to suck, and I'm going to be there. It'll be like the mask is way more elaborate. In the prequel and stuff, like his first mask is just this giant. We're gonna get dragon we're gonna get thing. him going to magician school, and it's gonna suck so hard. Well, see that yeah. The problem is we're gonna learn the uh, yeah the, the motivation like like a twelve year old kid beat him up in school or something. So now a twelve year old magician or his beat dad the shit used to beat him. So yeah, it's gonna be one of his those. magician dad took it out on him whenever he had a bad night. It's gonna be like. Or, or they'll do like a Bates Motel like TV series. <laughs> Five seasons of The Grabber. I can't wait to watch all of it. It's going to suck. It's going to be like a magic sequel. Oh, yeah. Just the, ooh, let's see more of him doing his act. <laughs> no. It's come to this. It has come to this. Black Phone's out now. It's on streaming. It's still yeah. playing in theaters, too. If you can still catch it at theater, yeah. go for it. That's cool. It's really moody. Had a very cool... Period score. Good. I like the score. Yeah, great score, great look. It played so well on the theater. Uh, but yeah, this this shot on film hmm. captured that era. It's I said it before, authentic. Yeah, yeah. This had a good feel. This was worth the wait. Whether I've been seeing this poster for three years or one year, I don't know anymore. <laughs> but I was excited for this just based on the mask and glasses on the cover. Yeah, I think it at least was supposed to come out like in February or something, and then it got bumped back to the summer. Oh, so you've definitely been seeing it for a while, longer than you longer, to. right? Yeah. So in other words, it was going to be like, all right, we dump our shitty horror movies in February. Wait, we might have a good one here. And now it's made huge money. Or it was a. Uh, Nope, COVID still closed things. COVID still thing. wrecking things in certain parts. Yeah, we'll wait. But I mean, this is made yeah. 150 mil. Damn. This is a hit. This is the kind of things that turns a one-off movie into a sequel. I did not know it had done that well. That's pretty cool. Blue Mouse doesn't make 150 on a movie and don't don't dip back into that well. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't happen. This is gonna happen. Oh, man. And we're gonna be here for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is great. I don't know most of these kids, but... Incredible I, cast. They haven't done much. The main kid was in like a TV show, five five episodes or something. That's yeah, so amazing. 
Raw talent. For, all, for as huge as all the Stranger Things kids are, check out the kid cast Yeah, in Black Phone. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you for listening, and good night.